You are now tuned in to Mastering Mitzvahs. Mastering Mitzvahs. A podcast focused on creating the perfect bar and bat mitzvah celebration. Offering tips, tricks, and trends to ensure an amazing event. Mastering Mitzvahs. From New Jersey's own explosive entertainment. Explosive entertainment. I know you're going to dig this. And here they are. Your hosts, Jordan Marshall, Dylan Weissman, and Mike Langser. We are live. Live, live, live. What's up, Michael? How are you? I'm, I'm, apparently I'm tan. That's what people you, keep telling me. You're, you're getting there. You are, you are on your way to a, a very nice tan. What's going on, guys? It's Mastering Mitzvahs, episode number 84. We are back in the building. Myself, Jordan Marshall, my partner in crime, Mike Langsner, sitting in on behalf of the homie Dylan Weissman here today. Uh, you know, it's been a couple of weeks since we have gotten a Mastering Mitzvahs episode out, so we were determined to get you guys some content today and some uh, cool takeaways being that parties are back. Uh, first and foremost, Bar and Bar Mitzvah action is thriving, um, and it, the outdoor event is, uh, is all the craze, right, Mike? I don't think I've ever done three bar mitzvahs in a weekend. I like in this past weekend, I did a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, and you know, Fridays are the new Saturdays, apparently. So yes. we, we raged on Friday night. Um, Friday I had an indoor traditional country club bar mitzvah. Mm-hmm. Saturday and Sunday I was under tents uh in both cases. So I, I think we've got a lot to recap. I was with you on Sunday. Um, each, each of these parties were stellar, but so incredibly different. And that's and that's how you know we're doing a good job, guys, because the phones are ringing. The phones are blowing up over at the office, man. That's what we'd like to see. So um, yeah. it has been a crazy couple of weeks. And, Mike, you know, this weekend, um, you know, just recently, you did, you know, kind of go three for three. It was it was crazy. Um, I picked up the back end and was with you on Sunday um, to rock out for uh, one of our uh, our longtime clients. Uh, the Wine Traps had finally got to celebrate uh, – their uh their mitzvah so uh everything was awesome and uh you know we, we had some really great stuff and there was a lot of things that that go into you know a backyard banger so to speak and and not just backyards because we've also been doing events uh just outdoors in general over at ivy league day camp um we had a dance recital that was outside in the parking lot of rising star dance academy so you know all of these outdoor functions so to speak primarily bar and bat mitzvah you know, carry a lot of detail and a lot of planning and a lot of uh, coordination on the back end. And, and I think those are some things that uh, that we should really touch on today and uh, and give our viewers a little bit of insight on on the back end, you know, not uh, just the, the party production. So. so, Jordan, I feel like we've talked about all of the all of the things that we're probably going to say today. We've already mentioned, you know, scattered throughout the, the last 85 episodes or so that we have. But there are so many items that I think need to be people need to be reminded of. And, and the first First thing is if you're doing a party in your yard at a house, we insist that you have a planner. I mean, planners are key all the time. But if you've got a good venue that could run the show, you probably don't necessarily need a planner. Maybe you need a decorator. But when and, you do- and, and also too, Mike, when you say planner, not to cut you off, but also even a day of or a coordinator, it doesn't have to be a full-on planner, but somebody to kind of take the reins the day of so that us as entertainers and performers can do what you paid us to do and perform. Right. So so let, let's say, you know, and again, I did three events this week. And I'm not going to say which one's which, but I will say that, you know, one event, the bathroom was atrocious. You know, they rented a porta potty. It was outside, um, but it was atrocious. There was nobody attending to it. There, myself, actually, as the vendor, you know, 
I was getting dressed into my you know mitzvah attire you know before guests are even arrived, mm-hmm. and it was already trashed. Like, uh, in fact, I don't think I used the bathroom again the rest of the night. But to think that it was trashed before the guests even arrived, you know, light bulb went off my head. Like, who's paying attention to this? Um, you know, if there was an on-site planner, day of coordinator, um, they would have been paying attention to that, and they probably would have in advance suggested a bathroom attendant. Right. Um, that's not something you need to consider when you're at a country club because they probably have every 15 minute bathroom checks, you know, but, uh, you know, when you're doing something at your house, you got to think about things like that. Um, very luckily we had plenty of electricity this weekend, but you know, that's usually a big pitfall of backyard events and, and we had no issues with electricity, uh, which uh, I'm, I'm very happy to say. Well, I'm actually going to take it back by to, to before pre COVID, you know, a, a party that, that a mitzvah that we did in the backyard where, um, power did come into into consideration, and um, it was nobody's direct fault, but the the client just not understanding um, how much power was dedicated to to their backyard. Um, I remember our crew literally, you know, we were we were popping power left and right, and Dom, one of our lead entertainers, thankfully his day job is working for JCPNL, so he was able to go into their house and actually kind of rewire the entire household. But then. You know, you took a, a co-MC slash talent like Dom off the dance floor and he's spending, right. you know, his, his party time in, in the garage rewiring the house. That, that's kind of, you know, counterproductive. Um, to say the least, yes. So, yeah. Um, I, you know, Jordan, I want to talk for a second about timelines because mm-hmm. three, three different parties this weekend, each with a very different flow and approach. Um each we went in with a timeline, but they never really hold firm. And, and you know, first off, what's your opinion of timelines? Uh, uh, to be honest, perfectly for me, man, like I like them as bullet points. I'm, I'm not really a timeline. I'm a timeline fan just to know what I have to hit. But when it's too scripted, Dom is the man. You hit the nail on the head, Cindy. What's up? Big shout out to Cindy from Simply Invitations. Um, thanks for tuning in. And, uh, you know, timelines are great as far as bullet points for me. I know for you guys on the back end, you kind of swear by them um, just because it, it really does give you a, an, uh, you know, a full scale um, rundown of, of where and when stuff's going on. Um, I, for me, for my performance end, don't like being too scripted, but I do understand the importance of them. So and, and this sort of ties the whole planner conversation back in, but um, right. a, a timeline I'm with you tells us what needs to be accomplished throughout the four or five hours that we're on site. Um I'm thinking about all of the parties that we did, even the ones that you and I weren't on. And some were very open format. You know, uh, Cindy, who's checking in here, actually was involved in a, a party of ours that was four hours of games. There were right. no formalities. It was, let's have a backyard party with a slew of games. And, you know, in fact, I Cindy's probably laughing right now because she was looking for us to produce a timeline and we really <laughs> couldn't. Because we didn't know what was going to happen until it happened. We didn't know which right. game was going to go over the best. And that, you know, that's where you got to totally feel your audience. You know, yeah. you can't make that decision until you're in it. Right. But, you know, um, one of the events that I did this weekend, um, yet the caterer just took forever to get the food out. And it, it was it was poor planning. On, and luckily, it wasn't anybody we work with frequently, but it was poor planning. They had the adults and the kids eat off of the same buffet. Mm-hmm. And it was a buffet served in a different room, and it was only a one-sided line. So imagine now 150 guests just slowly going through this buffet, of which a lot of items were make your own. So you got to think about this. And, and 
you know, when I was talking with somebody else in the industry about it, they said, well, those are items you can't do if you're trying to get right. too fast. So make your own tacos. It sounds like a great station, but right. not, if, not if you don't have the space or the throughput. Um, Agreed. And this is where too, you know, I'd like to shout out one of our own. I want to shout out uh, Jamie Perez, one of the rocks here at, uh, at Explosive. You know, she is the queen of the timeline. And regar regardless of if the event calls for it, if it's something small and simple, or if it has, you know, the bells and whistles, she always puts together a run of show that I think is a great, um, you know, ace up our sleeve because, you know, she does do time out on the dance floor as a motivator, as an MC, as a, as a party professional to where she kind of tweaks the timeline a little bit in our favor and, and can really, you know, get in with the client and, and kind of make them understand where we're coming from as performers to maximize the show, you know what I mean? Because when, well, when it's all said and done and, and all the planning's kind of gone through, the day of, you want that show to be just, you know, through the roof. So, you know, she does a really good job with that. So so really interestingly, the timeline Jamie put together for Saturday when I was with her, we stuck to to a T. I think mm -hmm. minute by minute was precise. Um, and it was, it was just the right planning and knowing the right vendors that were involved. And, you know, something great to be said about that. We work with our friends from Orem who did the catering mm -hmm. and, you know, we know how they work. They know how us, how we work. And it just flowed perfectly. I, you know, I, Dave was there from Orem and I, I shook his hand. I said, it's so good to be doing events with you again. And we just, <laughs> it's like telepathy. We know what each other are going to do next. Yeah. Um, and, no, and it, it, it is great to see those familiar faces and to be out there and rock in and, um, you know, the timeline aspect, especially and, you know, not just events in general. I think a good timeline, you know, regardless, will, will definitely keep you on, on, on task, especially these outdoor events where anything could happen. I feel like, you know, once you move your event to the outside, you're dealing with so many other factors. Um, case in point, you know, two weeks ago, we're, we were at, uh, at Ivy League Day Camp for an outdoor event and it was pouring. You know, it was luckily we were covered, you know what I mean? We were covered by a, a, a canopy, but it was still open air. You know what I mean? So like we're dealing with wind and rain and we had drapery in there and like, you know, things that you wouldn't think of are a factor. But like, you know, while I'm playing music with my back towards the, the, the drapes and the wall, you know, like I have pipes and drapes that are like kind of blowing that could like blow over on me. And luckily we had everything tied down and like we were good to go. But like, you know, there's so many other factors that, that come into play. You know, you know what I think is, is is actually so funny is how many times this season we've heard, just can do something smaller at my house. Right. But it's actually maybe it's smaller in guest count, but or maybe it's smaller in decor. But boy, on our end, it's it's just the opposite. Double the work. It's double the work. You know, country clubs and catering halls are built with you know paved concrete paths that we can wheel yep. our equipment in. When you get to somebody's steep driveway that's on a slope. You got to, you know, everything in the van is is shifting and then you got to wheel it out of the van onto the grass. And, you know, there's, there's divots in the grass or the grass is wet. Like, you know, it rained the day before. Um, right. you know, and these are all things that play into like, play into the load in time, play into like when you get arrive at the van. I mean, like, right. what did we factor? We factored like an extra, like 45 minutes, almost an hour based on being outdoors. You know what I mean? To a, to a, a load in time that would normally have been maybe two hours as opposed to three, you know? Well, they, they also, I, I think it happened almost every event this weekend uh, where people said, hey, I'm going to do a photo shoot in my backyard an hour early, so I need you to be mm -hmm. ready an hour early. Right, right. So, and that's show ready. That means room ready to rip, like right. like the party's happening that minute. Lounge furniture lit up and you know everything in place. 
so you know we've got a lot of complexities to the setups you know and uh, you know kudos to our team man because we just run with the punches like sure do man our, our team is very good at making calls on the fly switching stuff out i mean we had a, an issue where you know uh you know gear like certain stuff like you know needs to be replaced on the fly i mean like our team's like you know running back to the office back and forth luckily you know we were in places that we were pretty close to that we had to make the switch and you know that for us too like you know just kind of leveling with with you guys the client and and people that are watching for our, our mitzvah show you know it's not always you know sunshine and rainbows on our, on our performance end either you know like putting it together stuff happens you know we just we try to be prepared for everything um and ready ourselves you know um but you know you never know and, and something as simple mike i, I kind of want to touch on the 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 uh the topic is you know moving away from the timeline um on security and uh and, and kids and and just uh knowing the the type of audience you know first well, and foremost hold that, hold that thought for just a second yeah. uh, before we move on uh, jesse is, is checking oh, cool. in and and what up jess put put a, a, a you know some pointers here you know that Jesse's been in the business for 20 years and and truly does believe in timelines, whether the event is simple or complex. Um, and and I don't think that you know maybe what we sh what we should have said is timelines are important, but they don't need to be always precise. It's more of the order of events than the minute by minute play by play. You know, I, I think that's probably what we should have said. Agreed. Agreed. To totally. 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 Totally agreeing with that. So thanks for, um, thanks for checking in, Jesse. Now, yeah, Jesse, absolutely. And, and what I was, yeah, I was getting at before, Mike, is, is you know, the topic, mitzvah is what people, you know, have to understand. If you're doing a full-fledged, high-energy, multifunctional, and when I say multifunctional, there's a lot going on where it's, it's more than just the talent and the entertainment. You know what I mean? Um, there you go. And you learn, you learn from one of the best in the business, Jess. You know, he definitely gave you the, uh, the Bible on that. So, I'm uh, going to screenshot that right now and uh, with my phone here, and I'm going to send this to Adam. He's going to be so excited to see it. Hopefully, he'll, hopefully he'll get back to you today on it. <laughs> we'll, see right, how, so we'll, we'll see how important you are, Jess. Let, let, uh, let's talk security here. Yeah, man. So this is a big thing. So what I was saying before is that you know it's it's so great to be back in front of real life human beings and the energy is there dude like one one cool part that i've noticed at, at events as of late is that there's not as many cell phones out not everybody's you know like kind of dialed into their device they're they're almost appreciative and excited to be in the moment so the energy's through the roof people are having fun it, they're, they're getting a little crazy and they're getting a little wild not not crazy out of hand but you know wild to the point where like you know, we have to wrangle them in um, and, and kind of bring them back to earth a little bit. You know, when you put kids in a big old, in a, in a huge yard, you know, with like a basketball court on the right side and there's an in-ground pool over in the back and, you know, you have, uh, you know, the, 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 these backyard games over on the side, there's a lot going on, a lot that can distract them from the energy on the dance floor, from, you know, focusing on the, the, the guest of honor. So, you know, sometimes, those they, they you know they get out there a little bit and we got to bring them back and you know not that it's it is our job to you know keep the attention and keep them rolling but at a certain point there needs to be somebody watching over your property and making sure these kids aren't you know walking to the next town for some reason or right you know and not not that they would but you know what i mean like you never know i mean they're at that age where you know they're they're hanging with their friends they're you know, trying to do the coolest thing out there. And listen, I've, I've been there, I've done it. You know, we've all been there and, and played that game before. I remember I was going to bar misses and making memory glasses and in the bathroom and all like, it, it's a different form of, you know, kind of doing your own thing. But like, 
you know, I, I really feel like security um, at, at some point to where that's their sole focus is just to make sure that everybody's kind of harnessed within the, the four walls that you committed to. It will go a long way. What, what are your thoughts on that, Mike? Uh, there's a couple of reasons. So at a, at a backyard party at your house, you don't have four walls like you do at a country club or, or you know, catering hall. The kids tend to wander, especially boys. Um, the other unique element is a lot of these boys are no longer 13. They're 14. You know, like people kind of missed a year in the planning. So, you know, if you think about it, um, they're a little bit braver. They're a little bit more risk taking. You know, they're, they're open to mm -hmm. that. So, you know, and, and a lot of people haven't quite. You know, look, this is all new to us. You know, we we had a year pause, so we're starting back over now with an older group of kids. Yeah. So that's true too. You know, I didn't even and and you're absolutely right. I didn't even I, we think about it. I, I forgot to mention that they are older now. You know, so that's you, like hormones, Mike. Hormones in general that's yes. taking over. You know what I mean? Yes. So so you're talking security. I'm I'm gonna add two elements of items to securities. One is attendance to games. And the second one is has to do with um, volume and noise complaints. And the that all falls under this security umbrella. So number one, if you're having an event at your home or, or really anywhere, you should have some sort of security just to keep control of the kids. Make sure they're staying on property. They're not walking up the street. They're not screwing around. They're not being, you know, punks. Unattent unattentive. Unattentive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the next piece is anytime you have games, especially with balls like basketballs and footballs, you gotta have an attendant at these games. I mean, we we realized this weekend, you know, it wasn't through us, but you know, somebody had rented games that were just dropped off. Mm -hmm. um, it's definitely a more cost-effective way of getting games. But then the balls ended up everywhere. You know, the, the kids and not even that, Mike. Especially when you're outside. Think about it. When we're in a venue with a pop a shot. You know, and you're in cocktail hour. You only have so much throw room to shoot that shot. These kids right. were launching basketballs across the yard. They were you know what I mean? Like the, the trees. Literally, yeah. The, yeah, literally the sky's the limit. So right. it's crazy. So so attendance at games are, are certainly, you know, a necessity. Right. And then something happened. I don't even know if we talked about it, Jordan, but um, one of our events this weekend had an off-duty police officer there as the security and a neighbor had called the police because of the volume. And what happens, unfortunately, police have to show up if there's a call. You know, hi, there's a complaint at XYZ, 123 Main Street, it's too loud. Right. So police have to show up. Now, I, I the way I understand it is they really can't enforce a volume con concern until after 10 o'clock in most Yeah, our, our area is 10 p.m., yeah. Right. Um, but they are going to show up and they are going to, you know, let you know that there's neighbors complaining. Well, at this one particular event where an off-duty cop was there, they were like friends. It was like, hey, buddy, let them know. And it was kind of squashed right there. It, nobody made a scene out of it. It wasn't a big deal. Whereas other events, the cops, you know, walk into the backyard and everyone's like, oh, my God, the cops are here. You know, and you heard like, it here first, guys. You need your police friends. Get your police friends yeah. on your invite list and get yeah. them there. So get them there. Hey, Jordan, you know, this, this, this answering Mr. is all about tips and tricks. And I think we, we should recap today with yeah. some of the tips that we're suggesting. But one that I love, a friend did, they did a backyard party. They left little notes in all of the neighbor's mailboxes. Hi, you know, next Saturday is my son's bar mitzvah. Um, you know, if it's a little loud or there's a lot of cars on the street, you know, we, we appreciate your patience. 
and they included a little split of champagne. Please celebrate with us. And right. that is a tip that I want to steal from a friend and share with the world here. Because you know what? If you got that in your mailbox, would you then call the cops on your neighbor? Like, you probably wouldn't. You'd be like, you right. know what? That was really cool of them. You know, here's a little bottle and, of wine. And, and one up, I've even seen it to where people have even gone as far as to invite them. Say, hey, if you're around, you know, here's the, it's, it's you know, backyard casual. Feel free to, you know, stop by and say hi. Like, almost like invite them to the event as well. So it's like, hey, listen, we could be a part of this party too. And and then they're in it. You know what I mean? It definitely. Right. And, and like you said, you know, the whole idea is that people like feeling included in things and not that they were left out. So that I think the champagne is a great idea. Uh, like, a, you know, a, a low key invite. Um, last second is great. Any sort of like gifting. That's cool. Um, it's a great way to get your neighbors in, in your side pocket. Jordan, a question just popped up. I'm going to read it. I want you to, you know, give sure. me your opinion. Uh, what's the best way to talk to the police officers to keep the music going after they show up with a warning? Hey, Christina, what's going on? This is a big shout out to C-Bunny, who actually uh, takes uh, D-Fitness, uh, one of the fitness classes that, that, that I DJ over at. So thanks for tuning in. Um, it's a great question, Christina. Um, when the police do show up, and they have shown up at our events before, the first thing that we'll do, if they're saying that it's absolutely too loud and they're giving you, like, you know, no other option other than to, like, either turn it down or, you know, first off, if you're working with subs, if you're working with low end, um, I would immediately kill those. Immediately kill the low end. Um, the sub uh, is really what is, I think, Mike, is what's powering the bass is really what, what, what people are hearing knock and, and really what's going the distance. So if you can immediately um, kill that, obviously be polite. Yeah, 100 percent. Um, totally, you know, handling, uh, you know, the police with, with uh, yeses and pleases and thank yous and no, sir. And, and yes, ma'am. Definitely the way to go um, to the authority. But I, I immediately kill the sub um, any sort of like bass or low end. Uh, that that's usually a, a pretty big help for us. Mike, the, the, the other item that I would agree, I agree a hundred percent with that, Jordan. Um, I would also say maybe less emceeing and, mm -hmm. you know, it, I don't think that the neighbors complain so much about the music, but it's the incessant, you know, emceeing on a it, microphone. It is tough for a bar mitzvah. Bar mitzvah is going to be tough because the MC work is such a crucial piece. Um, that, that energy portion, the formalities, like all the different things that go into a bar and bot mitzvah vocally, um, that's going to be tough. But yes, I, I do think less less uh, mic work um, would definitely help. Also, maybe selection of tracks. You know what I mean? Certain tracks that hit harder than others. You know what I mean? Like you have a song like 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 uh, you know Boneless or or um, or Boom. You know that's just a beat, a heavy bassy beat over and over you know what i mean i would play maybe like i would you know pick something a little more poppy or something that's lighter on the speakers it's not going to hit as heavy um you know kind of kind of like mix up your playlist a little bit like that too yeah and and when i say less i'm seeing it it's not like hey stop the candle lighting in the middle of candle lighting but if it's the last hour of the night which it probably is by the time that you complaints are coming in the mc might not need to push as hard and the music could kind of tell the story um, and, and yeah, you know, your music programming, I think Jordan is a, is a great way of saying it too. You know, if you're not playing, you know, ratchet music that last hour when, you know, people are trying to put their kids to sleep, you know, the neighbors, uh, you know, play more pleasant stuff, more fun, familiar, that might be the way to go. Um, but that's, a, that's a great question. So, you know, just yeah, to really recap, security is absolutely a must attendance on the games and, you know, knowing how to deal with the police. Yeah. And listen, maybe it just has to do with pointing the speakers in the right direction. You know, like when 
before the party's even underway, when you go into a site inspection, figure out where is the DJ going to set up? What position should you point the speakers? You know, you're pointing it to the neighbor's house or away from the neighbor's house. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe you use multiple speakers that are smaller and kind of do a surround sound rather than such a big, massive, right. facing you know, speaker system. Right. Another thing, too, I wanted to hit on, Mike, um, really quick, another big topic um, doing these outdoor events, especially as you get into summer, is the heat. Um, it gets hot out there. And um, that, that's one big thing that we've been running into a little bit uh, here over the past couple of weeks is that people get out there. The energy is crazy. Um, definitely encourage your, your guests to stay hydrated, uh, drink water, you know, like, like keep, keep cool. Um, also kind of know your room and, and know the people, your audience, the people that you're in front of. If you're pounding, you know, a dance that hard for 45 minutes in the heat, people are dripping sweat, maybe flip the switch, maybe break into a game, maybe, you know, uh, send the adults off to take a big group photo in the photo booth or something like that. Um, really what you're doing is that you're, you're sizing the room up to give yourself a better overall, you know, uh, experience and ending. And that way your dance floor doesn't just die and people just leave. And then they're like, man, we're so exhausted from dancing for, you know, an hour and a half straight. We're just not going back. You know what I mean? So just knowing where to, where the break should be and where you should like kind of take a left turn to do a game or an activity or some sort of activation that's maybe a group photo to give so them a break. We, we did a whole episode on should parties be four or five hours. Right. And let, let's just, you know, recap that here real quick. Mm. My Friday party was four hours. Both my Saturday and Sunday parties were five hours. My Friday party flew by, but they did it really well because there wasn't, they didn't have a lot of formalities. Like it made sense. You know, we ended on a really high note. The level of energy was great. Um, so no going into it, you know, are there a lot of formalities? I mean, again, we're hearing the, uh, we're doing it in our own backyard. It's going to be smaller. Like if there's no montage, that's 10 minutes that's, you know, mm -hmm. of time that's not happening. If there's no candle lighting, that's 20 minutes of time that's not happening. Right. You know, if you're not doing a parent dance and you're not doing um, all these speeches and formalities, five hours might be too long. And, you know, kind of hard to predict the weather, but you do know if you're part of, planning your party in August in New Jersey, it's going to be hot. You right. Know? So take that in consideration. Think about the time of the day or time of the night that the party's going to be. Um, what direction is the sun? Are you roasting underneath, you know, the sunlight or, you know, is your tent really shading the area? And it also, that also goes into gear, man. Laptops heat up, you know, like our gear heats up, like it's, it, it gets crazy. So you definitely, uh, I would, I would suggest too, for any of the professionals that are watching, um, and other industry pros that, that tune into the show, fans, guys, fans, bring a fan, keep that laptop cool. Um, and uh and roll with it mike I, I saw this question here too another one from c bun you want to hit this one because this one's tough this is, a, this is a tough question man i, I, I kind of want to i yeah it's a good one it's a good so one. She, she's asking here basically you know how to sound travel and right you know are there barriers and um always when, louder outdoors <laughs> always you know though jordan you said before like the bass travels ba bass mm -hmm. will travel everywhere but the high frequencies if once it hits something it stops so pointing the speakers towards the house that you're playing at, you know, those high frequencies that which and when I say high frequencies to not be so technical, it's the voices or the treble, the symbols, things like that in the song. Right. That, that's going to stop there. You know, Sunday's party, I was amazed. They had really thick wooded, you know, like a wooded backyard with um, bamboo growing within the, the woods. And literally the sound like just stopped when it got to the you guys, are, you guys are kind of soundproofed a little bit. You That's know, cool. like 
that was, you know, that was Sunday. And I was Sunday. We didn't have any issues with the police. The, the volume just stayed within the yard based on where we were. Um, so you but, suggest maybe trying to set up where you're throwing your sound into something? Yeah, absolutely. Let let walls and trees be your barrier rather than just focusing your speakers into, you know, infinity outer space, you know? Right. Now, now obviously, logistically, if that doesn't work for what your show is, you know, you obviously have to adjust. But, well, but yeah, and, that's, that's good. Let's boil it back one step further. Mm-hmm. If you live in a small house or small yard and you've got close neighbors, maybe you just shouldn't use your home. Sorry. Like, right. you know, like... Uh, again, the parties this weekend, one of them probably was on three acres of property and one was probably on, uh, you know, a third of an three acre. Feet, three, three feet yeah. of property. Yeah, right. Uh, plan accordingly. Like I, I live at the shore. My neighbors are literally on top of me. I couldn't right. do this type of party, you know, at my house. Uh, yeah, I'm in a condo complex. I'm, I'm impossible too, man. I'm literally right next to my neighbor. So. Right, right. So, you know, plan plan accordingly. But let's, let's kind of regroup for just a quick second and say, hmm the world is excited to do events again. Like people are celebrating. There's no awkwardness. I mean, I didn't feel or see any awkwardness. People, clients are still asking you, are, are guests wearing masks? Well, you know what? There were a few masks this weekend at every party, but Man. a few. I think it's the opposite. I feel like people want, like I got people putting their arms around me. Like people want the connection. I think people want the personal touch again. Like they're ready. You're right. They're ready to go, man. I would say that we're about 95% back to normal, you know, the feeling at a party. Um, you know, when it's horror time, there's not this awkwardness of should I hold hands? Like we're back. And and I think people need to realize that, you know, we had a brutal year last year, but that's, that's behind us. And now it's time to look forward. And, you know, I'm glad that we've had the opportunity to do these events in people's yards and go back to, you know, a, a, a comfortable way of planning events but at this point going forward if you're planning a party now i would suggest going back to the traditional route venues that plan events regularly indoors or with an indoor outdoor uh capability that way things like the rain that you talked about at ivy league you know and the difficulty of loading things in and out and the expenses of tents and porta potties let's let's Forget about that now. It's time to go back to, you know, really celebrating within the normal limits. And if agreed. And, and you know what? If you do have your, your heart set on an outdoor event, because the outside stuff, is, I'm not going to lie, it is fun, man. It, it's a different element. Super fun. Like for us, being being outside, is, I just love being outdoors. So just, and I know you, you're an outdoor guy, Mike. So, you know, just being outside is, is just a nice, fresh twist. There are venues out there that specialize in having indoor and outdoor options. So, you know, look into that, look into the venues um, that, that do um, and have a really great uh, rapport with, with doing out, outdoor events. They do exist. They are out there um, and they could definitely help you out. Yeah. So let's uh, tie a bow on this episode here, Jordan, but uh, a couple just recap points. You know, we talked about security, the importance of it. We talked about game attendance, talked about volume, dealing with police, um, the importance of timelines. What else am I missing? Uh, the importance of timelines, volume, you hit it. Uh, I, I, I think that was everything. Awesome. That was everything, man. Yeah, really oh, good four, one, man. Four versus five hours, yeah. So, oh, right, four versus five. Yeah, the four-hour party versus five-hour party. You know what? And, uh, and how to set up. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep, yep, yep. You know, just choosing the right vendors, you know, it's it's key. I mean, 
That's you know, honestly what it all what it all dials back to, guys. You know, do your homework, guys. Um, definitely, you know, uh, I know for, for a company like us, like our content's up to date. So if you were to go to our Facebook or, you know, any of our media outlets, we have pictures of our outdoor events that we did literally just days ago. So, yeah. you know, make sure that, that the, the professionals that you're choosing um, are up to date with their content, with what they're, they're showing you that, that they, uh, they produced um, so you can get a 2021 perspective on, on what that, what that party is going to look like. You know, I'm, I'm going to close it out here. I think one common thread that I heard across the weekend in all of the parents, you know, thank you speeches was, you know, it takes a village. Like it really does, you know, between uh, let, let's put it this way. When, when we showed up, you and I drove together on Sunday, when we showed up, what's the first thing we said is we're pulling down the street. We're like, Oh my God, look at all these cars here. The party isn't even start in four right. hours. So the right. village, the village, there was, I don't know, 30 vendors already there on site. Easily. And, and family members that had come early to help. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it really is. It, it's a team effort. It's definitely all hands on deck. So, I, I, you know, that. let's end by giving a shout out to all involved, you know, who make these the magic happen. And uh, the, the headaches that we run into are never seen by the guests. And it, it's it's amazing. So... Yep. What an awesome weekend, you know, that we just Cheers. And, we're, and we're getting ready to hit it again. It's Thursday, baby. We're getting ready to, to, to uh, you know, wheels up, wheels up again for yes. another weekend of, of excitement. And, and our uh, Mastery uh, podcast is back. You know, we took a little yeah. hiatus, uh, you know, just trying to get ready for the last couple of weeks, but we're back. We're going to do this at least every other week, but probably back to every week, I think. I like it. I like it, which means I will be coming to you guys next week from Chicago and we'll dial in and we'll rock and roll and have a great topic to speak about. Guys, this has been episode 84 of Mastering Mitzvahs. Mike Langsner, Jordan Marshall, filling in for the homie. Dylan Weissman, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We appreciate you. Check us out on all things Explosive Entertainment at XE Events. We'd love to help you out, help you plan that next big banger, whatever it is, regardless. Or if you just have questions and you want to shoot it and just you know pick our brains on, on some different ideas, we'd love to love to hear from you. So thank you guys again so much. Have a great weekend. Party hard, party safe, and we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Later.